two. Three, two, one. All right, and welcome back, everyone, to the Shop Stool podcast for what could be an episode of highs and unfortunately lows as well. If, yes. Uh, if if uh, Joey's last message is anything to go on. <laughs> um, so I, I reckon it's probably a... Well, oh, before we get to that, how's everyone's week going? Oh, yeah. Pretty hectic. Hectic. Yeah. That's good. Hectic. Yeah, busy enough with work, but they're still digging up my forecourt, so I've got no access to my workshop. So I've got finished jobs in there that I can't deliver, which I can't oh, really? get paid for until I deliver them. <sighs> Um, it's just that whole thing about like, I don't want to rock the boat and be a dickhead with my landlord and ask for like rental dispensation or anything like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You need to though. But like, I'm not going to be here for that much longer and I don't want them yeah. just to push me. Like if I'm weeks within potentially moving out, like anyway, so I'm just trying to keep my head down. So I've started working on, a f- actually came up nice timing, a few smaller projects that I could make with timber that I had in the workshop. So doing a set of those trophies again for the city of Melbourne the, for their Melbourne Awards, um, right. a couple yeah. a couple of memory boxes and a small star map table. So good, manageable things that aren't filling my workshop. And then finally starting on the um, on the clover table as well. No way! Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So the architect. So what's the, are you doing one or two? You know, unfortunately. One. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So that was a bit disappointing, but one's better than none. And mm. I sort of adjusted my pricing slightly on the first time I made it, as that was a lot more work than I had anticipated. Yeah. Mm. And he's chosen Blackbot for the piece, which is not what I was hoping for. Um, Why is that? Have you guys used Blackbot before? No, I haven't. No. So I don't know whether it's just unique to Black, but you do get a little bit with Vic Ash and sometimes Spottergum, but it checks quite often in the in the drying okay. process. You get these little, they look like hairline black cracks, and they're not really structural. Like if it's on a tabletop or whatever, you know, you could fill them with resin if you really wanted or put a tie across them. But when you're using it for this piece where the end grain's exposed, where the clover legs come through mm-hmm. the table... Yeah. You can have some checking in the in, in the inside of the timber that you don't see anywhere on the outside. Yeah. And the second you cut it to that final length and the legs have already been machined and you know I've had four grand's worth of CNCing done to then expose that checking mm. and I'm like, well, how do I cope with that? Like do I fill it with resin at the end and then that all gets Which sucked. Which you've got to be careful of. Yeah. Exactly. It all grain, gets yeah. sucked into the end grain and then it won't finish properly. So That's all you just can do, is it though? Isn't it we- pretty Pretty much, or you just leave it as a sort of a slightly more rustic table. And so I've tried to explain to him that, like for me, I think the beauty of that table is that the form of the clover legs is what yeah. makes the piece. I don't think you need a whole load of texture in the grain. So that's yeah. why the Vic Ash and, um, or sorry, Tazzy Oak and the Leatherwood actually work quite well together because they were quite straight grain, like nice, densely packed. Whereas Black Pop, because it's all quarter sawn. It's a bit more susceptible to that um, to that checking when drying, I think, because there's a bit more tangential shrinkage across the timber. Probably, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just I've sent emails back back and forth, <laughs> but 
it's a conversation that's gone on for a long time and I just need to get mm. cracking on it. So, so what's the um, the timeline to make that versus when you might potentially have to not be in your workshop? That's a very interesting question, Joey. Mm. So what are we now at the end of September? <laughs> so we've got three months left in the year. Yeah. Uh, I'll get it done by the end of the year. Good. So order, <laughs> orders are closed until next year. Okay. Um, yeah. And we'll just pray that it works and pray that there's not too hot a spring here for laminating yeah, those legs because it's started to get warm in Melbourne this week or last week out of yeah. nowhere. And I'm like, oh, God, I wish I'd made this piece in winter. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Why is we that for see. humidity with a glue up? Is that what you're yeah, concerned just about? Trying to keep the legs stock totally square. I had major <laughs> problems, even though I was even though I was stickering it and sort of taking off a mill um, either side, letting it settle. And again, I don't know how much of it was the fact that it was leatherwood and it was hydrowood and all those kind of things, but it was just moving every single day. But the temperature fluctuations, I was making that between Christmas and March. So obviously peak Melbourne summer. Mm. Um, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. But that's why I would Fantastic. love just some kiln-dried tassie oak, nice and stable, quarter sawn. Yeah. yeah. So when is the is your forecourt due to be finished at least, so you can at least plan to get deliveries and stuff? Uh, last week, Joey. Last week. Oh, cool. It was finished last yeah. week. Good one. Yeah, yeah. They're now saying the end of the month. <sighs> but um, I've got a, a, a huge bed, a king-size bed, that is taking up about a quarter of my workshop. Um. So I reckon I'm just going to stick that on the roof of my van, try to carry it out around the works, stick it on the yep. roof of the van and, and deliver that. That's got to go to Adelaide mm-hmm. as well, so fun wee road trip. Oh, sheesh, yeah. 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 All right, and, good week. And, and <laughs> trying to find, sell a house and find a house at the same time. And, Are you, and I fucked my knee as well. <laughs> Again. Oh, so, yeah. What the hell? Yeah, I saw it's that been, on Instagram. Uh, it's been a pretty hectic fortnight. What's what's the deal with it? Is that from, it just feels as though it's it just no no I can't play football anymore at all. So um, hmm. all the exercise I've been doing is cycling, just cycling to and from the workshop. So just feels as though something isn't right. Like the bone that was pinned back in might have fa- fragmented or something. Oh, no. I went for an MRI on it. Um, when have I got the twenty fifth? Another. Five days before I have the meeting with the surgeon to even discover what the results of the MRI were. Jeez. Yeah, right. Yeah. All happening. Yeah, that's, I feel you with that because, so I, I <clears throat> really enjoy running. That's something I've, I've grown into a lot in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And my fitness is, a, is at a point where I could, I could do a marathon fitness wise. Yeah. But my knees just say no. Yeah. I can just I can just do a half marathon and by the end of it I'm I'm in I'm in real pain. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because it's but it's just probably your body's not, but just it's, saying, Nope, you're I don't not made for it. My best mate here is a physio and he would tell you, do not do a marathon. <laughs> He's like, especially if you if you're slightly I'll be polite, elder gentleman. Like in in our in our kind of in our kind of vintage. Like yeah. if yeah. you if you love running, a marathon's the worst thing you can do because it's gonna shorten your running career. No way. But, um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But well, every every year I do a, I do a half, and I say yeah, that's it. I'm never that doing dump. it again. And then the year comes around, like, oh no, no, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I would just, I would love to be able to run. I would love to be able to run mm. again. 
like it's literally I feel like my body's gone from being you know fairly fit 30 something to being like a 50 year old 60 year old <laughs> in the in the space of two years so I don't know what the prognosis yeah. on the knee's going to be but it's not going to be it's not going to be great it's going to be surgery of some form yeah. I would think mm. okay that's yeah. not ideal given your busy rest of your year yeah yeah so but yes um, what about you guys uh, yeah, Joey, what's... Uh... Uh, well, I've been doing uh, not too much. Um, it has, You're just it kicking has... back, relaxing, eh? Oh, man, there's nothing to do. Why, why work? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's actually almost no work around here at the moment, so it is dry as a bone. Like, I'm scratching. When you say here, do you mean your local area or...? Well, I did a little... Yesterday, I did a little bit of a survey of people on Instagram who I know are scattered about the country and, um, and a couple of people locally, um, to me as well. And it's, it's about a 10 year low in in Auckland for sure. It's, oh, it's just dead. And, um, Wellington's pretty similar. Um, there's not much happening there. Christchurch and, um, Queenstown both seem to have, reasonable amounts of work which is interesting that the other end of the country is pretty well like three four months booked up and then up here is just nothing like there's nothing there's there's so little work so um Mm. i've got little bits and pieces coming in but it's really tough to see what's going to happen in the the next few weeks if i don't get some kind of actual Mm. jobs booked up i'm just doing like minor things at the moment and uh, it's not going to pay the bills i'm already in debt you know it's been a couple of weeks since i've got a decent pay bill uh, uh pay so i may end up not doing what i'm doing so we'll see yeah joe, to put everyone in the loop joey sent us a message the other day to say that he might be looking for a well i think you said a real job which i didn't appreciate <laughs> because i think yeah. you do have a real job but um i think you mean more becoming an Employee, some kind of employee, employee yeah perhaps i mean yeah i suppose employer the problem is finding um a job that is going to pay what i need to, to pay but um, obviously that's everyone's position so um we'll see we'll see what happens but i've been flat out just got off the phone before with my website guy who's a marketing fella as well and he's essentially saying the same thing that he himself is is slow let alone every other customer he's got calling up saying push ads on my website do whatever we need to do to get uh, business um and of course you can only lead a horse to water if people don't want to spend their money ads aren't going to make them do that so um there's a certain amount where advertising more is not necessarily the right thing to do when certainly here the economy is not great. So um, I'm not sure what's going to happen. So I'm just playing it day by day. And um, I've been drawing up this, I think maybe last time or the time before I mentioned I had a spiral staircase that I was going to take Mm. on. That still looks like it's happening, but not until January. Uh, The ladies. Um, been very nice in that she's paying me to draw uh, kind of version after version to to see what we can make out of the space she has and um, so I'm spending just 
whole days modeling up the staircase and trying to make it fit a space that probably shouldn't have a spiral staircase in it. Um, <laughs> but it's Not happening. Your problem. Um, and um, so now she's asked me to price up her kitchen as well for the same renovation, um, which is mm. all great work, but I, that could be a problem because of timeline issues. You think about a renovation, the stairs, finishing off the stairs and getting a kitchen installed, it's pretty much all going to happen at the same time. And I, I don't have, I don't think I've got room to, or time to make everything yeah. linearly. And so that might not be an, an option, but it would be nice not to turn it away, but who's, who knows? Could you, uh, or would this be something that you would do? Would you project manage it? So you know someone else who could help out and you... Potentially, I guess. I guess so. Um, so you get a kickback from it. Yeah, that might be the way I might have to do it. I only... Because uh, I only say that because I, uh, the steers job just takes 110% of my brain power to get it to work. And um, I don't think I'd have my head in the right space necessarily to do a kitchen simultaneously. Um, unless the client was yeah. willing to wait another couple of months after the stairs are finished and then we do the kitchen. But I don't know what the living situation is like there. So, mm. um, you know, if, if someone's moved out, they don't care about waiting, then fine. But if they're trying to live amongst a, a renovation and then want everything to happen as soon as possible, then that's problematic. Do What do you guys normally see around this time? Because, you know, it's also, we've just gone end of financial year. So, I mean, is it potentially related to that or is it is um, not normally in, 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 a difference it's usually a bit quieter in winter but um it's really dropped off i suspect it's more to do with the election and cost of living dare i say it because everyone's banding it about but it really is making an impact um even us personally we're not driving around much because petrol and diesel are three dollars plus so um it's petrol is going to be 350 by christmas so it's like you can't just go driving around (laughs) that's expensive to get anywhere and if you live rurally like we do everywhere's half an hour or hour round trips you don't just want to start driving around for funsies Mm. so it starts to make an impact and i can see that's probably causing some hesitation and people's spending habits i would say usually it dips in august mm-hmm. like just after a financial year for me and right. then september october it starts to get busy again people wanting things before christmas mm. and telling mm. them sorry you're not going to get it before christmas yeah um but yeah i don't know whether it's quite hit here i do have a few more inquiries where people are uh like on my website, I've got an estimated budget thing in the contact form. I have a lot more submissions of forms where they're not filling in the estimated budget. Right. That's just normal. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I stopped asking people what their budget was because no one tells me. Uh, I, I don't know. I would say about 80% of people would have done it before and I've definitely noticed a drop off in it. So what's mm. what's your interpretation of that? Like, Why do you, why do you think people just are tire kicking way more? I I think it's the same thing. I think it's cost of living and yeah. interest so rates. And they don't actually have a budget. Those. They just want to see what it costs and can they squeeze it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. Like all those three-year fixed mortgages and things from the COVID days mm-hmm. are now starting to expire. So That's all happening it's here. Interesting. Yeah, it's massive, a fun time yeah. to be buying and selling a house, I tell you. People are jumping from 2.5% to 75 and yeah. it's just... We did, we did that. Yeah. We went from 25 up to 6 Yep. Yeah. Um, it's massive. Yeah. I'm sure our younger listeners are loving this mortgage chat. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, are, you doing, are you doing any more teaching? Teaching? Uh, um, yeah, I've had a few... I've had... Yeah, yeah, I've had a few more inquiries, but... Um, Right now, I I've just finished up one one kid just spent I don't know I think we did eight weeks an eight week course making a bedside table, uh, which was pretty cool. He just finished yesterday. Um, I've had a few inquiries in the last couple of weeks again, but I don't want to commit to especially after school time times with teaching right now because I might end up being at a nine to five somewhere. So um, yeah. yeah, I'm just again playing it by ear. Um, which is fun to do the teaching and I potentially could do it in the weekends anyway because it's definitely not not a money earner but it's it's interesting it's fun watching it's fun watching kids especially teenagers um, um, their idea of what finished is like good enough she'll be right like it's like do you want to like do you want to sand the drawer front so it's nice and smooth nah (laughs) <laughs> okay, maybe we should sand the drawer front so you can't see all the pencil marks on it. Nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. When you when you talk about a, a potential nine to five, what? Um, I know you said you don't necessarily have a plan yet, but is there anything you're looking at? Is yeah, there's one job what, that what? would fit me, where it looks like um, it's a somewhat local kitchen design company want a full-time designer and project manager. Um, so uh, that would fit me. Um, so I'm, I have talked to them a couple of times, but I'm just still waiting to hear back from the actual boss man. Um, and I have no idea what money is for that or anything else. Mm. It sounds like a somebody who's started their own business and now is, wants to step back and not be so much in the business and hire someone to do essentially what his job was. So essentially what I'm doing now, but for somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well that, that's cool. When you said you're going to look at getting another job, I thought my first thought was that he's either going to go back to back on site, or, you know, construction site, or he's going to go like, I don't know, might ten or something like that just to, you know, find the time. Yeah. So to stay I don't know. Line, that, it's that's a, pretty cool. Like, it's such a crazy thing to think about. Like when you've, I've been self-employed since ever. Um, never actually had a real job, so just the whole prospect of looking for work and all employment stuff is completely over my head. So I've um, trying to be trying to school myself a little about it. But hmm. um, I'd nearly been thinking the same thing, Joey, just about stability and what is going to happen when the economy does tank a bit more. Mm. Um, I was like, could I? Could I teach? Could I teach full time? Could I like do primary school teaching or secondary yeah, school right. teaching? So, teaching is a is a it's a good gig. Yeah, it's a really good it's gig. Nice stable job, and you know, holidays are good for for looking after the kids. There's vacancies everywhere. Yeah, and mm-hmm. in Vic, in Victoria now, you can actually um, they just announced that they're doing um, uh, free 
bachelor's and master's of education. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You just have to, I think you have to teach in Victoria for two years after you graduate. Right. Otherwise, you've got to pay it back. But, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Don't I mean, know. I looked at a few jobs. I mean, every, there's, if, if I want, if I'm desperate as, I can go dig holes on the side of the road because, you know, there's, there, there's so many roadworks jobs out there, but God knows that's minimum wage stuff. So um, well, yeah. a, lot of, uh-huh. a lot of it is lower paying, certainly. Um, so it's your, your, own, your OnlyFans isn't going well now? No, people don't mm. like the shots of bloody toes. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. And what about you, yeah. Roman? We got a, well, I got a lovely package in the mail yesterday. Yeah. Thank you very much so, for that. Yeah, cool. I'm so glad it, it made it. Um, the, I apologize for the copious amounts of bubble wrap, but I have been yeah. learning a lot about the postage system, OzPost, which we'll get to a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, it's, co- it's complicated, way more than I thought it was. So it would be a month ago now when I was, we were talking about me doing veneers with yeah. that, all that celery top pan. So after the show, I went downstairs and cut some veneers. And, and Joey, I was going to send some to you, but just from what you guys have been saying about getting wood through customs, uh, yeah. I just thought, Probably not. No, I'm going to waste my time. So I sent some down to Brian. So I thought it would be an interesting exercise, Brian, for you to tell me, like, is would you purchase that as a veneer? As a veneer, was that done to an acceptable standard? Yeah. Yep. Okay. It was, it was perfect. The only, the only thing was this, the knot holes. Yeah. Which I would probably have to patch. But the actual thickness and the um, stability of it is perfect. Okay. Yeah, so I wanted it. I, I cut it up, packaged it, sent it down to Brian just to get to get a sense of, you know, where the, because does it, does it, it break in the post? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and not only that, just um, when we were talking, you guys were both saying there's a lot that goes into producing veneers. Now, those two veneers took me 15, 20 minutes to make. And um, if you, Brian, are saying that it's, it's, Possible, obviously, with those knot holes, that's just got to be, I guess, declared when you sell it so the buyer knows. Then that might be something that I will, I'll look into. You probably just grade them and have like A grade and B grade. You know, yeah. anything with a knot goes in this pile. But mm. um, but yeah, it was very nice. Like the actually yeah, something so- to think about. I don't know. It's probably too hard from a, a, a basic online shop. But most veneer companies have pictures of the actual veneer. <laughs> And you, you mm, buy it hard. based off the picture, and they're all numbered. Um, that's hard, definitely hard. But that's how they get away with selling stuff with defects. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, now you got some celery top pine in the shop, Ryan. So <laughs> thank you. Use it for something. <laughs> it's not a lot. Uh, it's it's uh, just a small amount, but no, it'll be maybe a little memory box lid or something like that. But having said that, after our conversation. A month ago, a lot, a lot has happened. You guys went on and on about the market, so I decided to take that advice on board. We were talking about prices, and they really do range here. So the some of the biggest markets are around sixty-five to a hundred dollars. The you get the smaller markets, which are you know thirty dollars a stand, so you can get in quite quite easy. I was I was really surprised by that, but <clears throat> the main one that they have here in Townsville is called the Renegade Market. That's the one of the 
the, it's the most well-known for handmade products. So you're not going to see a store full of, you know, those cheap toys that they sell for a dollar a piece. It's all handmade stuff. So after we spoke, I contacted the Renegade market to see if they had any availability. They do it once a month. There's nothing leading up to Christmas. It's all booked up. But they have this big market at the end of the year. They call it the mega market, which is essentially open to a lot more people. It's for Christmas buyers. Right. But the prices are way higher. So I got the cheapest stall for just over $100. They went all the way up to 400 bucks for a, for a big one. Um, oh. Which, I mean, it's, it's fine. You, you, you want to be in that market because that's the Christmas buyer's. Um, so I applied for it and I got accepted. So end of November, I need to fill a market stall for a weekend. It's Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. So my, my ideas of doing veneer have pretty much gone out the window now because now I need all that (laughs) stock to make (laughs) enough. Um, and I've got to get it made by the end of November. So pretty much my entire my entire thought process now is just making stuff, just small, you know, market stall stuff. What size are those blocks of um, celery top that you've got? How, are they 125 square or something? Or uh, 140 square, oh, yeah. uh, about 600, five, 600 long. And because you were cutting, you were ripping it down fairly thick, like 20 mil, 18 mil or something, right? I made some of the boxes, yeah. Because you could go, that, you yeah. could go down to twelve mil and get way more stock. Oh yeah, well when I for those veneers that I sent to Brian, I, I cut those at five mil. Yeah, but yeah, even so like the sides of the boxes or the sides of say like the utensil box or whatever, they could they could be twelve mil and be I feel feel a lot finer. Um, oh yeah, I see what you're and saying. And you get yeah. more out of a block yeah. that way. Um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's just time. Time yeah. is, mm. I've got the material. It's just having a day job and trying to do this on the side <laughs> and really do it on the side. Man, it's, it's hard. My day job has been incredibly busy at the moment. And it's just, I've got, I'm a, I'm a dad with a day job trying to pursue a career in something else, doing taxes, you know, editing videos. It's just, it's so much. It is so much to take on. And, um, but you, you know, I guess it, it, that's why they keep saying if, I keep reading if you to to do this you've got to love it because otherwise yeah. it will just just cut you down. Anyway, so yeah, so markets that's me for for now until the end of November. Serving really excited boards, about that. Serving boards, Robin. <coughs> serving boards are plenty. I've got yeah. five now. Um yeah. I did one uh beginning of this week. I knocked something out. I don't want to be that guy who just has a thousand serving boards though. Mm. A guy who has a thousand serving boards has money to pay for his <laughs> market sales. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I just it. think I think it's a really easy thing because like everybody's got a serving board or a chopping board. Like every single house has one. It's quite a nice Christmas gift because they're sort of yep. unless it's an engraved board where you're going to get like. Five to ten years out of it, or something. Mm. They are expandable, so it's like yeah. here's an upgrade of your serving board or a chopping board. Whereas and not everyone has a tea box, not everyone has a cookbook stand. I just yeah. think serving boards are you're going to sell tons of them in the build up to Christmas. And mm. also, if you consider 
they don't all have to be square. You could do like specialty, like pizza boards, stuff like that, where you have, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah perfect little serving board, which is great for yeah, bringing, handle. you know, snacks out to your guests or whatever. Um, but yeah, I remember, like, you could do all sorts with serving boards and have variations of the same thing. Like, whether or and not it's you fun have... and easy as well. Yeah. I reckon at a hundred bucks a stall, like you will cover that so quickly. I know there's a lot of work involved in the build-up to it, but like when I compare it back to trade shows and things that I, that I used to do, fucking hell, they were. I mean, I would always talk them down, but if you went on the first offer that they're trying to flog you a, tra- a stand at a trade show, you'd be looking at about five grand. Mm-hmm. Mm. Easy. And you don't get any, you don't get any sales, no. like. Your sales might come five years down the line or something like that. That's right. Um, from a contact that you've made at the thing, but you just don't get sales. So I, I think a local market with small products is a really good way for ent- makers that are entering the kind of the business world to work out what sells and make a bit of cash flow. I was on your website, Brian, having a look at your serving boards. Your pricing is pretty close to what I was, what I'm looking at for mine. Yeah. What do you, your, do you have any, is there any uh, real thought process that goes into your pricing for your serving boards or is it, Um, I mean, is is it priced for the amount of work or is it more just a a side thought? There's a decent, there's a decent profit in them. Like I will never make them one by one. I'll always, like I'll let, like they're called off cut boards so they mm. they literally are the offcuts so i'll let the offcuts build up into a pile where i'll make 15 um in one hit and then what did i do i kind of priced them including free postage in australia which is so, what i did for mine because yeah. that just took all the confu- the, the complication out of it I, yeah. I did posting in the beginning and then i just said stuff at free postage yeah trying to calculate zonage and all that kind of stuff and the weight of it. Anyway, so I was like, yep, free postage, straight wide. And then, um, like, the actual labor to make a small one is pretty much the same as a big one. So I should probably not even make the small ones. I should probably just make one size of them. Right. Yeah. I do do tend to sell quite a few of them in the build-up to Christmas. Right. Okay. What's the average cost like to to send it to the far farthest away place from you, Robin? Is it like ten bucks or fifteen? I can tell you that in in great detail because this is a conversation (laughs) I had with the very lovely lady at Ozpost who explained to me the if you I've been using Ozpost packaging satchels boxes that kind of thing. Depending on which one you use, they have flat rates, so. They might be twenty dollars for the bag, so I've spent as much as twenty dollars sending a package to someone. That was down to Tasmania. But if you package with your own packaging, which is why Brian got those veneers and bubble wrap, then there's no minimum or, or, or flat rate for the packaging because I've got one of their bags, put it in, and she said, "No, no, 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 that's going to cost you twenty dollars." Grab that bubble wrap over there for three dollars. Wrap it up, and then it'll cost you ten dollars. <laughs> oh my word! This is so complicated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah so about twenty dollars is is twenty dollars is probably as much as it's going to be, but it could be as little as ten. Okay. Have you tried? Course, have you tried looking at sandal, Robin? Rob? No. 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 
I remember Sendel being pretty good. Um, like during the pandemic and stuff, when I was doing lots of the little star map tables, I used Sendel for them rather than rather than Auspost or a Courier, and they were they were good. What that stuff to New benefit? Zealand with them? It, uh, it was cheaper than Auspost. And then, what mechanism do they use? How, they, how do you they, get it to them? They collect it from your front door. All right. And it's still mm. cheaper. Mm. Yeah. I'll look into that then. Yeah. And they That's can do bigger good. stuff. Like I think they do up to about 20 kilos or 25 kilos or something. So you can send fairly large stuff. That's decent. And, and any issues <clears throat> with them? No. No. My, my first sale, my first sale was to my mate down Oh, you got Tesla. a sale? Well, it was, a, it was a, from a mate, so I don't feel... It doesn't like, matter. Ignore him. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't money. feel like I've totally won. He says, <laughs> he's, he says to me, you've made the serving board, and I really want the serving board, but because we're mates, I know you don't want me to buy one from you, but please, can, you, can we just drop this so I can buy the damn serving board from you because I really like it. <laughs> so I said, yeah, cool. Because I just my, my rule with him was I don't want you to be the first one to buy from me. I want it to be an outsider. Anyway, <laughs> so I sent it down to Tazzy on last week, Tuesday. It's now the following week, Thursday, and it still hasn't arrived. So that's, that's I think... A, that's, that's all right. I wouldn't worry about that. I've just... I thought it'd be quicker than that. You know, they say what, uh, four to six business days. I mean, we're now starting to get on to the, the six-day, seven-day... Anyway. You're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's sort of, that's me in the workshop now. I've, I'm, I'm trying to film a video at the same time of a, it's an idea I had for a project where it's a, we need a, a storage container to put our dog food in, our dog food bags. So I've taken the idea of a Queenslander, the house. So it's four legs to represent the posts of a Queenslander. The, the sides, I want to do weatherboards inset into slots on the legs. So they essentially, they float. Right. And then, and then for the top, I want to get a nice chunky, well, probably laminated piece and then route in the grooves of a like, color bond roof. And I don't know what it's going to look like. It might be interesting. It might turn out to be absolute dog shit. But it's, you know, it's, it's getting a brief and working to a brief and that, uh, yeah. you know, we'll see how it goes. So I'm trying to do that on the side as well. Yeah, you got to stop doing that and make chopping boards, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the markets, I just, that's, that's going to take priority. Um, I also, one other, one other interesting thing. I got a, have you guys seen on Instagram, Indestructible Shoes? Yes, they contacted me. Yes. Yeah, right. They did, um, Pat from uh, Douglas Fir. I saw that. He got a pair. They must be doing the Australia round. Yeah. Must have lost my number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I, I posted some stuff about it. And all these people came out of the woodwork, you know, big, uh, big uh, uh, Instagram channels, small channels. Everyone came out and, yeah, yeah I've got my pair and, and this and then. But they're a good. They're they're a pretty good shoe. I did you get I've two pairs, or did you just cut the, the one and half that you had? <laughs> so this is the, this is the deal that they give me. We're going to send you a pair which you need to destroy uh, or try to destroy. Okay. Once you've done that and posted the video of it, then we send you another pair. Uh, and right. um, 
Ash, one of my friends on Instagram, said what I did was said, no, 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 no. You send me two pairs. I will destroy one of them. And then we're, we're square, right? Which I said was, which I said to him was probably a better idea because I don't. Who knows if the second pair is actually going to come along? And I yeah, just right. tore tore into a shoe for nothing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, because I I took a reciprocating sword to mine because actually I was genuinely interested to see what was in the sole because they do this test where they stand on a nail and right. the nail doesn't go through and it's because there's like yeah, Kevlar in there. And um, but anyway, the, the main you, did, you didn't have the balls to do that, did you? <laughs> What to actually step on it with a? No way, no. So I um I tried to I tried to I was essentially slamming the shoe into the nail while I wasn't on my foot and couldn't get it through. And I thought this is actually this is legit because you know you these sort of companies who come out with these t- types of products, you just think yeah, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors on Instagram. Yeah. How much of it is actually real? I'm not putting my foot in there and standing on a nail, but to its credit, it did well. What kind and, um, of brand ambassador are you, hey? <laughs> I'm a I'm a modern cynical brand ambassador. That's why. <laughs> you don't have a uh, anyway. You don't have a table saw, do you? No. No. You should grab one of those shoes and just hiff it at the the saw while it's going. Just see what yeah. happens. It would just be fun. To shoot <laughs> off somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the main reason I'm bringing this up is because as someone who was cynical about the shoes thinking you know they they're going to be some cheap nasty rubbish they actually are very comfortable and a lot of people i've spoken to have all said that they are good and they've you know i had one guy who sent me a message to say that they lasted two weeks and fell apart everyone else has sung their praises so if you're on the fence from my perspective they are pretty good did you guys um did you check out the clarence prize uh, yeah. Saw some well, of it on Instagram. I saw a couple yeah. of pictures. Yes, of that chair. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, Patrick, I don't know. I hadn't seen that before. Saying. I hadn't seen it anywhere. I don't know that guy. I don't recognize him at all. That guy who won it. But um, interesting yeah, chair. It's been on Instagram mm, a while. Very interesting. Sort of. I think he works out of Design Tasmania. Uh, probably getting this wrong. Design Tasmania. I think have a similar thing to the Victorian woodworkers. Right. Where they have like an artist in residence thing where they set people up. I th- I'm pretty sure that's where he came from. That's the thing that I try to join. Well, oh, this is, is for Hobart. They call it DOT, Design yeah. of Tasmania or something, and it's in Hobart, and you yeah, can I use think, their studios. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. But yeah, anybody in, in Tassie who hasn't been, I think the exhibition's on for another month, maybe. I'd like to see more um, pictures of that because I, I felt like the picture, pictures of Instagram didn't really show what was going on with the chair. I wanted to, couldn't quite make out. There was a lot of bits yeah. of wood kind of tucking around the back and I was like, what's, I want to see what, I couldn't quite work out what was happening. There's a, a lot of stuff to it. Yeah. Um, usually the prizes that win are slightly out there sort of things. Right. Mm. Um. A little bit more sculpture. I remember one that was like this sort of hodgepodge of random. It looked like carved canes, like walking canes, right? And things made into a chair. Um, so they've definitely stripped it back a bit this year and gone with a piece of furniture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But now there's some interesting stuff there. So it's on in um, uh, Rosney Rosney Farm in Hobart. Hmm. Oh, man, yeah. it's so cool to, to know where all these places are now. Um, I saw uh, Duncan Meading was there as well. He was 
uh, yeah, playing yeah. something as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I saw he posted this week about his hand-cut dove sales. Yeah. yeah. Him and oh, Simeon no, no, did it. I, think. I couldn't work <laughs> out. Simeon was there as so well. I think he helped them, maybe. I think that was what. Was yeah, happening. I think Simeon helped come up with the jigs so he could oh, cut it. Cool. So, yeah, for any, anybody who hasn't listened to that episode, um, Duncan Merling is a, a Tasmanian designer, very famous for, for the light, the cracked sort of log design that filters out light. And um, he's legally blind. Mm. So, uh, Simeon Docks came down from Melbourne and created jigs to allow somebody who's blind to hand cut dovetails. Yeah, so it's it's a pretty cool thing. But it's awesome. definitely worth listening to that episode for anybody who's looking for a bit of midweek inspiration. Mm. Mm. Might even post a link to that on the Instagram. I've been very quiet on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've t- f- fucking totally lost interest in Instagram recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I just haven't posted anything in weeks. But you've also got a heck of a lot on the go. So yeah, I don't know. I just. I haven't really post, had much. Post some cool pictures time. of your front uh, front driveway area that isn't consistent. Oh, yeah? That'd be good. Yeah, do you want yeah, actually. Let's do you want a winter without the uh, the ACDC? Uh, I want all blaring. the. I want the full experience. I want the ground vibrating yeah. and like okay. shitty tunes <laughs> pumping. Do you want the the, um, the project manager being rude to me as well? Should I yes. get him in? That, yeah, and then, okay, and then you'll sure go viral, man. You got to get uh, someone yeah. swearing at you or something. Go, f- f- go full Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get off my driveway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun times. But yeah, let's see how the next few weeks go and whether I get projects out and whether Joey's still a furniture maker. Yeah, in two weeks. Yeah. It I'm, might be make or break in two weeks. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, Joey. When you send that message, I actually, like, I actually got legitimately bummed. I, I was a bit sad, like emotionally sad after you said that because that's not a... That's not what that's not that's not personally what an aspiring maker wants to hear or no. a woodworker wants to hear. It's and, funny uh, that must just suck dicks for you. I got the same response from uh, Jim from Emerge Furniture. We talked to and he's in Queenstown, mm. and he was saying that he's booked up and he's pretty busy. And then he sent another message saying, "Shit, I feel like shit now. I feel like a dick for being busy, <laughs> and you're not." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Man, that's life. Don't worry about it. I'm glad you're busy." Yeah. Um, Swings and roundabouts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I hope anyone who's busy continues to be busy. Um, yeah. But I will, I will do what I need to do. It's a bit shit that I just spent an ungodly amount of money on my workshop. I would rather. Mm. I mean, if I if I knew I only had like six more months and I'm going to have to go dig ditches, I would r- much rather have kind of three hundred thousand in my pocket. So, but anyway. Yeah. At the same time, you have a kick-ass workshop now. Yeah, now I've got an awesome workshop. I can do anything with. I just can't use it. <laughs> like I would really struggle with the idea of if I gave up full-time furniture making. Yeah. And went to another job, I would really struggle with the idea of not having a workshop. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like a double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. That would be harder. Yeah, that is something that I, I'm just talking to my wife and considered. You know, at least I could still take on bits and pieces, or at least make my own pieces in the weekends. Not that I have time yeah. to do that now, but at least <laughs> yeah. the possibility is there. So, um, yeah. But yeah, stay tuned. Hopefully, I send a post a couple of pictures at some point of something I've actually made. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, let's let's wrap it up there. Um, yeah. We'll uh, get another update from you, Joe, in a couple of weeks.
Sweet. Best luck, guys. All right, All right. everyone. See you. See ya, mate. Cheers, Pete.